Amen. Praise the Lord. I feel joy today. I feel joy because I know God is good. And He takes care of us even before we know something's going wrong. I'm going to give a little testimony today. Most of you know that on Monday night of this last week, I had a stroke. And I want to tell you what a stroke is. Can you say it? Stroke? Okay, a stroke means that a clump of blood in my blood system came up and broke away from somewhere. We don't know where it came from. And it came up into my brain and it landed right over here on this part of my brain. Now, a stroke can kill you. A stroke can kill you depending on how big it is and how much of your body, which part of your body it takes it stops working because your brain you need all of your brain working you know to stay alive and to stay functioning well this this blood clot went over here on my brain and i wasn't doing anything i was just sitting down it was 8:15 in the evening uh do you all understand me is pastor feast do we need a translation for this i think it might be helpful pastor feast is going to help me So I had this stroke where the blood clot went up onto the left side of my brain, which meant that the right side of my body did not work properly. Hallelujah. Pastor Andy, siku ya kwanza wala landi, alipata stroke. Stroke ni damu kufungana fazi mwe andani ya kichwa. Na ye damu yake lifungana na ile magonja ineza kuwa mutu pale pale, wala ineza kufanya mutu wakwe paralize. So I wasn't doing anything... You know, hard, I was just sitting in a chair. Suddenly, the right side of my body, my vision became very blurry and, and I could still move my hand, but it, it felt like it was be, belonging to somebody else's body. Uh, kote droit yake licho ikaanza kuona sasa flu lakini alipima kutingiza migono bilode yake alitingiza lakini ilikuwa sasa ni mwili ya mtu mwingine Now I think it's important you hear about what I'm about to say because if ever you have a stroke you have to know what you're supposed to do Ni mzuri msikilize vizuri byenye pastore kwa nasema kwaje lisiko nyota patikana na hii magonjwa ujue ni nini unapasha kufanya So there I was sitting in my chair and the right side of my body was I was very blurry vision and I could move my hand but it, it did not seem like it was my hand. Alikuwa alikuwa toshekala lakini ngambo moya ya licho yake hii ikaanza kuona mbaya tu haikuwa wazi tena wala clear na alikuwa anatingiza mkono lakini ilikuwa sa mkono ya mtu mwingine. Now sometimes people when they have a stroke the whole one side of their body stops working. They Muna, can't do anything. Anymore. Wakati ya mingi wakati unapata stroke ngambo moya ya mwili yako haitatumika tena. But anyway, I was with my family, my wife was there, my family was there, so they took me right away to the hospital. You can't waste any time. Walikuwa pale kila wakati unapata magonjwa kama vile usipoteze wakati bandugu yake walumbeba mbio na wakakimbia na hospitali. Cuz there's a period of time about an hour to two hours where if you don't get the medicine you're supposed to need then you can become paralyzed on one part of your body. Kuna kuwa dawa yenyewe unapasha kunywa na wakati yenyewe unapasha kuheshimia kunywa ile dawa kama ukunywe kwa ile wakati ngambo moya ya mwili yako haitatumika tena. But praise the Lord my family was there they took me in and pretty soon they started to give me this medicine that dissolves the clot up in my brain. Na Mungu asifiwe kwa jamaki alimpeleka na kwa haraka baada ya kumpatia madawa ya kumsaidia kusungulisha ile damu ilikuwa ishafungana. 
Now, at the time, I didn't respond very well. Um, I couldn't. They showed me pictures of things, and, and they asked me what it was. And I knew what it was, but I couldn't say the word. Pastor Fis came to visit me, and I knew who he was, but I couldn't say his name. I could have told you everything about him, all the things I knew about him, but for some reason, I just couldn't say his name. It's a very strange thing. But praise the Lord, God is good. And he took good care of me. And within about 12 hours, I could then recognize things, I could say what they were, and I could function more normally. So I want to say to you, church, I want to thank you for your prayers. Because I know you were praying. I could feel the prayers. I felt a lightness in my body. I felt like I was being lifted up and carried along. I felt that one other time in my life. The day I went in to have my arm amputated. All of my fellow college students were praying for me. I could feel their prayers and it carried me. I felt your prayers on Tuesday, Monday night and Tuesday. So I'm here to say, praise the Lord. I'm here to say, God is good. Now, because I have this testimony today, I'm sharing this with you. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going to take, I took a little break and I asked Pastor Feast to preach the sermon today. And I'm so grateful. You know, I could relax because while I was in the hospital, I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. There's a pastor who's going to help me. So I want to say that to you, brother. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, sir. You took about 90% of my stress away knowing you were there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Thank you. I also am so grateful we have a ministry team and we have a real prayer warriors in our church. I feel like because of the people who pray in our church, I feel like a rocket ship flying into outer space. I know you guys know how to pray and that really blesses me. Well, praise the Lord. I, he, this one doesn't need any introduction, but I'm so glad that Pastor Fees is here. It gave me a great deal of comfort all week long. I knew somebody was taking care of business, <laughs> and I could just relax and get well in the hospital. So I'm so, so grateful. Would you please welcome Pastor Fees as he brings the word of God? Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to see Pastor Andy today here. And not only that, I can see him, but he can know that this is Pastor Fis. It makes me so happy 
And I thank God for that. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we neglect what God is doing because we see them happening. But before it happens, that's when we see how big it is. Hallelujah. Did you get what I just said? You know, we think it's a, a small thing because we see pastor understanding here. Imagine if the worst could happen. But our God is great. Hallelujah. Not only pastor, but each one of us has a testimony from God for what God has done. Maybe God did something great, more greater than what he did to Pastor Andy for you. And we should be really thankful to our God. Hallelujah. Can you just bow ahead and pray? Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this beautiful day and for this opportunity that you are giving to us. We want you, O oh God, to lead us as we are starting speaking. And uh, Father, I, I just ask one thing. You know my weaknesses and I want you to take control. Lord, I trust in you. And I believe that you, God, can make things more clear than I can. So it's not all about me. It's all about you, God. So you speak to your people and may all glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, today is a very beautiful day. And I'm so excited. Thank you, Pastor Andy. And thank you, church. The message will be very good. And I want you to really pay attention as you can see, Bill is putting already the title of our message today. Can we say it? Great. Again. Great. So I'm sorry for my brothers and sisters who speak Swahili. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help you translate. So he's going to do that. Amen. Mujumbe ni mbili. De Hallelujah. And people are like, oh, what is this again? But before I go into my message, I want to... Uh, to, uh, I just want to make some points, few points, and uh, can we just start with the first point? You know, the church that we have today is the result of our works. Hallelujah. Are we together, church? The church that we have today is the result of our works. It means this, whatever you're going to sow is what you're going to reap. So the church that we have today is like the fruits that we are reaping after sowing. You get to understand one thing, so you just follow me slowly, slowly. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the first, the first point. The church that we have today is the result of our works. The second one, maybe you did know this, but I just want to remind you that the world is already in the church. Hallelujah, church. I repeat this. The world is in the church today. Hello? Are you afraid of what? So because the world is already in the church, the church has changed. It's no longer a place that God wants it to be. It's now like a waiting room to hell. It's a little bit scary. Just imagine as we are sitting here, we're just waiting to go to hell. Many people don't believe in this, but it's the truth. I'm telling you, if God comes today, 97% of the church members, will. you may be shocked because of the things that the church is doing. There's no difference between the world and the church. Every bad thing that we see in the world, we see them in the church. Hallelujah. You want to see people know how to gossip, you go in the world, you see them. You come in the church, you see them. Hallelujah. You want to see people who hurt each other, you go in the world, you see them. You come in the church, you see them. Hallelujah. There's no difference between the world and the church. It's all mixed up. The world and the church. Racism in the church, racism in the world. You know about some white churches, isn't it? And we know about some black churches. 
We know about some Congolese churches, and we know about some Liberian churches, and we know about some Nepalese churches. Division in the church, division in the world. These are the points that I'm making, and I want you to understand one. The Bible says this. When you read Psalm chapter 1, verse 5, Mr. Bill, can we get that? And I, Pastor Sandy, can you please help me read this? I want this message to be really clear. Amen. Help me, sir. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Let me ask you one question. Is this the assembly of righteous? Are we that assembly? So, do you know that sinners are very comfortable in the churches these days? Hello, church. Speak. I want you to answer me. Do you know that sinners are more comfortable in churches than in the world? Do you know that? Because in the world, at least, we have lawyers who can just judge you and put you in jail if you do something wrong. But in the church, we don't have those people. And all those people now, they are in church because they are comfortable. This is the church that we have today. The result of what we did. I thought the church was an assembly of saints, of righteous. But it's no more. In the church, people don't fear God. As I'm speaking here, some other people are chatting. In the church, there's no reverence for God. As I'm preaching, other people are... (laughs) In the church, hallelujah, the world is in the church. We see on television and we are shocked to see that they caught a pastor with someone's wife. We see them. We hear news A pastor who is taking the money of the church and doing some other businesses. He's a thief. That's the word. But where is that thief? The third point. We must do something. It's good to see these things. But that's not the end. We must do something. And what should we do? That's a good question. Listen to me, church. We need to purify the church of God. We need to clean the church. We need to repent. The church that I'm talking about is not this building. The church is you and me. The church is your life. The church is my life. For us to have an assembly of righteous, you need to clean your life. I need to clean my life. That's the only time that we have this assembly of righteous. Then when the people, the sinners who come in this church, they won't behave anyhow because they will be seeing how we treat God with reverence. They will respect our God. Today we are opening doors to sinners to not respect our God because we don't respect him. What do you think our children are going to do tomorrow while they are watching you, talking in the church, making noise in the church, disturbing the service, and you want them to fear God? No, they will think that's the way things are. Our parents give us the church that we have today. The behavior that you see today is the things that they had a chance to say, to speak, but they didn't. They keep them. That's why we think this is the right way to do things. But we need to do something. It's time to speak to the church. That's why I'm speaking to the church. And I don't care if you are hurt or not. As long as the truth, I'll speak the truth. And if you want to leave our church, you are free to leave. I'll speak the truth. In the church, this is the place that we should see people loving each other. The true love of God. We don't need racists in the church. I repeat it. We don't need racists in the church. The big mistake that people are doing, they think racists are only white people. No, even black are racists. And we don't need those people in the church. This is the assembly of righteous. This is the assembly of righteous. We need to love each other. Let the world do what they are doing. 
but let the church change the way of doing things. Hallelujah. Are we together, church? Are we together? Are you blessed with these words? I said we need to purify the church. We need to clean the church. We need to repent. That means you and me, we need to clean our life. We need to repent. This is the time, brothers and sisters. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't belong to you. Today, this is the right time for you and me to change. Nobody has a guarantee for tomorrow. Pastor Andy didn't know that he's going to have the stroke that Monday. He didn't know. We thank God he's alive. What about if this could take him? This can be your case. You don't know what's going to happen in a few minutes. I don't know. I've seen people preaching like this. Boop, they throw down and they are gone. So as I'm speaking to you, don't neglect this word, church. Take it. This is your word. This is my word. Hallelujah. And the last point that I want to do, I want to tell you this. God will never do anything if you don't allow him. If I don't allow him. He can be almighty. But if you don't allow him, he will never be almighty. He will be a weak God. Church, these are the words that we need to tell you the truth. It's good to say he's almighty. But you have a part to play. Is to give him a chance to be an almighty God. Revelation says he's standing at the door. What a gentle God. He's not forcing things. He's knocking at the door. And if you hear his voice, you listen to his voice, you open, then you come in. Our God is a serious God. He's not like the devil who comes in and jumps in, even though you didn't, you didn't allow him. Our God is knocking. As I'm speaking to you, it's like God knocking. If you hear his voice, open your heart. He'll come in. These are the few points that I wanted to make before I get into my message. It's a very short message. And I'll go back to my message, the two reigns. The first one is the regular reign. This reign is all about the goodness of God. God is so good that he's raising the sun for bad and good people. He's so good. Our God is good. Don't think like the sun is raising only for, for us. No, 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 no. Even for, for ISIS, they have sun. Hallelujah. When Osama bin Laden was still alive, Whenever you see it's morning, even for him it's morning. This is the regular end. And I was thinking one thing. I think the goodness of God doesn't care about this person or this other person. I'll give you a simple example. Do you believe that God can bless wicked people? Come on, answer me. Do you believe? Yeah. Hallelujah. Because in our, in our days we think like the blessings are only for Christians. No, you are wrong if you are thinking like that. That is just the goodness of God. It's for wicked and good people. And let me tell you this. Do you know that? Wicked people sometimes are more prosper than, than us. Do you know that? Come on. <laughs> they prosper more than us sometimes. We are Christians, but you see, for us to find... I, I thank God for America. We are in America. You can eat as you want. But guys, I'm telling you, we are from some other places. For you to find food, it's not an easy thing. But you see those wicked people. They are throwing food. Then you'll be like, God, what have I done? It's not about what you have done. It's the goodness of God. It's like the rain. It's for good and bad people. It depends on God himself. If you want to bless this one, he will do it. Miracles. We think like this is only for Christians. No. Even out there, they are seeing miracles. But maybe they don't know that the name is miracle. They are calling it something else, but it's miracle. They call it good luck. Thank you, Tia. Hallelujah. It's happening even out there. So, why is the church so busy about the regular rain? That's the question. 
We are busy. We come at church. The pastor is preaching only about prosperity. He's wasting his time. And sometimes you see the people receiving those words. They don't prosper. They are the same. And out there, people who don't know about God, they are prospering. So, I think there is something else that the church needs. It's a different realm. And that's realm I call it the Holy Spirit's realm. Listen to me, church. The Holy Spirit is not for anybody. The Holy Spirit is not for anybody. You want just to have the Holy Spirit, then you receive it. No. And because this is something so special, let me give you a good news. This is our right as Christians. The Holy Spirit is our right. It's something that God himself promised this to us. And because he promised this to us, this is now ours. It's our right. So if you're a Christian and you don't have the Holy Spirit, you should think twice. So, when I'm talking about having the Holy Spirit, I want to make something clear. Many people think like whenever you have the Holy Spirit, you need to speak in tongue. Wrong. Having the Holy Spirit doesn't mean to speak in tongue. You can speak in tongue. Yes, it's having the Holy Spirit. I agree sometimes, but it's not the only sign to show that this man has the Spirit of God because he's speaking in tongues. Because other people are making up tongues. Hallelujah. Did you hear this? Other people are making false, fake tongues just to impress other people. Rokoshik. Hiramashik. You can make up. You can just create something for you to impress people. Therefore, it doesn't mean if you speak in tongue, that's the only way to show that you have the Spirit of God. You can have the Spirit of God, but not speaking in Are we together, church? So I want us to understand this. Instead of wasting our time calling for this regular rain, which will come for anybody, it's time for you who is calling yourself a Christian, and for me who is calling myself a Christian, to start asking for the rain of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are we together, church? But the question is, why don't we claim our rights? Why? I'll give you one example before I move forward. And I'm about to finish, imagine, a few minutes. When I was a little boy, if I'm in a good shape with my father, if I see him coming, I'll go there to him and say, Papa, give me a candy. You call it candy here, but in Africa you call it sweet. Give me a sweet, give me a sweet. Amen. Because I know there's no problem between me and him. And he will give me that. But guess what? If I'm in trouble with him, even though I see him coming, I want to look even where he's coming. That's the problem in the church. We don't claim our rights because we are guilty. The church is so guilty. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you the truth. The church is so guilty. Why? Because we are so mixed up. The church is very dirty. Dirty in, in, in Swahili, we say buchafu. In French, we say sal. The church is very sal. Very. I thank God as I'm finishing my message because today we are in a period of praying and fasting. It will be for 21 days. But today, I want to just check in if people are with us in this program. Which day is today? Our day of prayer. Uh, Ellen can just give the answer because she's really following it. Today's the 14th and our word today is all about faith. So as I'm finishing my message, I want to give you a small exercise. I'll pick up one person and I'll ask that person. You just forgive me. Just want to pick one person. Okay, Uncle Tim, where is God according to you? Where is God? Where, where is he? He's everywhere. Good job. So because she said, I, I'm not just trying to embarrass her, okay? 
I'm going to deal with. She said, God is in our hearts. Amen. How many people believe that God is in their hearts? Come on, lift your hands. And if you don't believe it, not a problem. I can tell you where he is. Do you really believe that God is in your heart? Okay. So, that means he's very, very close to you. Because he's inside you, isn't he? But have you ever seen people praying? We say that God is in our hearts, isn't it? So why are we screaming when we are praying? It's a question. Why are you screaming when you are praying? Because God is in your heart, isn't it? So why are you screaming? Why are you screaming? That's my question. Why? Because they think that prayer says, Our Father in heaven, so they think God is in heaven. They have to make sure that everything is in heart. <laughs> you know? What Ellen is saying is true. Many people, even as we are saying, we're just saying because one person gives the answer, God is in our heart. But many people, we think God is in, is very far in heaven. That's why God. But you see that your voice will not even cross this. Your voice will remain here. This is a small thing, but I want you to think twice about this. Faith is not all about claiming it. It's all about doing faith. That means you need to practice your faith. You don't need only to say God exists. But when you are doing, nothing tells that God, God exists. Because you don't even believe that God exists. That's why you can sin whenever you want. Because if he's in your heart, how can you go and do fornication? How? Because he's in your heart. How can you lie if you, know, you believe just God is in your heart? How can you be disturbing the service of God? How can you be chatting on Facebook in church? It's because people don't believe that God exists. We are just saying it, but in our actions, we can tell that this person doesn't believe that God exists. Faith is all about what you are. Even a tree will be known by its fruit. You don't need to claim that you are a tree. Bring fruit, we're going to eat, then we'll know this is a mango tree. Hallelujah. So it's time, church. We go back to one verse to conclude our message today. We're in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And this will be the first time that I will ask the church to do, to do this. Can we all stand up? And let's read this all together. Make sure you don't stay behind your friends. Let's go together. One, two, three. My people are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, their land. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it a good thing to do right now? It's time for us to do something, church. Don't wait for tomorrow. I think this is the right time for it. Hallelujah. I want you to pick one by one. I want us to pray. God is about to do something in our church, but we need to allow him. Can we humble ourselves? Let's just humble ourselves. Let's acknowledge that we did wrong. Let's acknowledge that we didn't help the church to be clean. Because we brought even some dirty things from home. We brought them in. I want you and me today to and I want everyone to, please, this is your time. Let's humble ourselves. Let's repent and let's go back to our God. That's the only time we're going to see his hands. That's the only time that God's going to heal this land. We can change this, the future of America, church. I'm telling you the truth. This is a promise from God. If we repent today, God can change even the heart of our president. Hallelujah. God can unite us again. Only God can make America great again. I repeat this. Only God can make America great 
again by one condition. Let's humble ourselves. Let's repent. Then we're going to see America becoming great again. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your voice and feel free to kneel down. Just let's humble ourselves. I want you to pray. God can heal even your son who is troubling your life. But repent. Humble yourself. God going to change the situation of this country. God going to change your life. God going to heal your family. But humble yourself, church. Remember, church is not this building. Church is you. Church is me. Humble yourself. Repent. Cry unto God. Humble yourself. God is not far. He can hear you. He's waiting for you to humble yourself. I just want to invite our Father, Pastor Andy, to come and continue this. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we give you worship. God, we give you worship and praise. God, we give you worship and praise. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our voices and worship of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. God, we worship you. God, we worship you. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Hmm. Holy Spirit, we need you. We have that special privilege to go and ask for the rain of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Yes. Hallelujah. As believers in Jesus, we can ask for that. Mm -hmm. And we know we receive it according to your word. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I'm just going to read a verse and ask us to pray for this. Yes. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will he give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Ask for the Holy Spirit, church. God is faithful, He will give. And that's the privilege we have as followers of Jesus. That He gives us the Holy Spirit. Let's ask for it together, church. Let's ask for it. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We ask for you. We ask for you. We need you. We pray you'll pour yourself out upon us. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Thank come. You, oh God. Holy Spirit, come. We need come. your spirit today. Come and flow we over us, Lord. Spirit today. We are thankful, we Lord, that you hear our today. voice. Hallelujah. You hear our voice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You hear our voice. You respond to us. You give you, what Jesus. we're asking for, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 